Ah, let's play a game. everybody blaine J here uh, a couple things uh, first and foremost uh, this episode is late and i do apologize for that uh, life just kind of got in the way um we did record this sometime before halloween so you might notice us talking uh, about such things that have already occurred so it's kind of like a weird time portal or something i don't know anyway it is my fault and i do apologize for that also at one point during the episode you'll hear a like warp pipe noise from mario at that point during this recording my uh, zoom uh, just stopped recording uh, it's battery operated it can also be plugged in uh, i've been kind of using the batteries forever and just uh kind of forgot that you know it's been what a year or something like that and batteries do go dead eventually and it just happened to be right in the middle of the podcast while recording so do apologize i don't think we lost much of anything uh james did record some stuff on his end but i kind of just left that out um I, yeah, it, you, you'll hear it when you get there. And I, again, I do apologize for all these minor inconveniences. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, the last thing, <laughs> der, is uh, at the end of this episode, we never decided as to what it was we were going to record for the next month. Uh, James and I did decide off air that we would do Uncharted 2, which is a, a series that I have played the first one of. I, I did play... A, good portion of the original uncharted and did not like it so um (laughs) hopefully two is much better everyone says it's the one to play um yeah okay so now that that's all out of the way on to the main show kind of our halloween show right now we've done it the last two or three years two years not the uh, not the one with uh melissa joan hart i think no i did watch a lot of that though just because you know friday night uh, uh TGIF and you know just that was the thing you did in the 90s <laughs> yeah yeah before, before you had just so much you know media at your fingertips you know you had you were the tv controlled you now we kind of have some of the power back and until we have the uh you know streaming apocalypse which is uh, it'll happen eventually there's just gonna be too many of them out there they're gonna eat each other eat each other up yeah, I was uh, I was so in love with her for the longest time. I think I've mentioned it on a show before. I'm not sure, but I uh, they they had this thing called one eight hundred the big help for a while, where she was a celebrity um, 
she would answer a phone if you got lucky you could get through to her and i must have pledged like ten thousand hours one summer to try and get through the line just to say like well melissa i love you so much uh i I, to this day follow her on uh facebook despite the fact that she's like got terrible political views and is kind of an idiot in real life Uh, really yeah she's the worst uh i had no idea yeah, she is, but you know that notwithstanding, she's uh, a gorgeous woman, and uh, I really like fell in love with her as a kid. With uh, Clarissa explains it all. I don't know. I was that. gonna say, yeah, Clarissa. Ex- I was I was probably a little young for that, but I still watched a lot of the reruns. Yeah, yeah. Remember that kid that like her neighbor would like smash his uh, uh, ladder against her. Yeah, yeah, her, like, Sam. Window. Yeah, he's yeah. so cool. He just hey. climbing through the window, and it always played a hey, guitar Sam. riff. Hey, Sam. Yeah, and then He'd climb uh, up little shitty brother ferguson i actually saw the dad from that in a commercial a while back and was like holy shit that's the dad from clarissa you know but you know poor guy probably hadn't had any work in the last 30 years really so yeah the same with all of them i mean when's the last time you saw you know any any anyone from like one of those old sitcoms or something you think about them and you're like wow you were so famous for a very short period of time and have literally done nothing since then i think the last time i saw uh, melissa joan hart was like Chris, some Hallmark Christmas movie or something yeah. like that. She know? is. She doesn't even look the same anymore. Like it's oh, not wow. that she's unattractive. I think she's had some work done or something. I'm gonna uh, look her up. But uh, she looks very different to me. Uh, I don't know. Something happened, but you know she is at this point like 45 i would guess so she's probably had some kind of work done or something that caused her to look completely different but still attractive kind of like nicole kidman you know she's like what in her mid 50s and looks 35 but not like nicole kidman (laughs) she looks like someone completely different some kind of weird alien um yeah yeah there she is yeah yeah she's not the yeah, there's the. I think this is the Christmas movie with Dean Cain. Yeah, Broadcasting Christmas. <laughs> there, it, there it is. Nice. Yeah, that guy, Dean Cain. He's also uh, getting up there. He's. I looked him up like a couple weeks ago. He's in a film I watched, and he's like 54, 55, something like that. Yeah. Well, she's got. She literally. She has a Christmas movie every year. She had Christmas reservations. She's got Dear Christmas coming up this year. Uh, so uh, Hallmark definitely has her on retainer for uh, one Christmas holiday in handcuffs. I think I saw that one actually. Oh, and she's doing a, an, that sounds awesome. a Clarissa explains it all reboot. Yeah. Uh, I heard that it's going to be kind of like the boy meets world reboot or something. And a it's very like, nutty Christmas. God. <sighs> she makes uh, yeah. a lot of trash basically. And, and she made that one movie drive me crazy or something that didn't really go anywhere. And, Apparently, she was really hard to work with on set because she was like hmm. really a diva and thought she was a lot more famous than what she really is. And but yeah, I, I still love her. But the the same way you know you can admire something that you know is bad for you. You know, I love the double down at KFC, but I know it's tearing my guts you know, on the inside <laughs> and shit. You know, it's not it's not a good thing, but I still love it. You know. Anyway. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you, and I guess all the listeners too, because you know I don't I don't hide anything. But uh, yeah, the reason I've been like so, uh, I, I don't know if you hadn't really talked to me, but I've been really lethargic and kind of uh, fuzzy. I've noticed. Yeah, I'm on uh, some uh, antidepressant uh, uh-huh. medication that is causing me to be like uh unduly just tired like all the time in fact uh, mm. i've been sleeping sometimes like 
every hour that I'm off of work, like I literally, you know, pick up Caroline, get home, go to sleep and then wake up, go to work, go to sleep. And I'm sleeping like 12, 13 hours a day, sometimes on my day off, like 17 mm-hmm. hours or something. It's ridiculous, but I'm just tired all the time. But it's uh, really leveled me out. As far as my emotions go and stuff, really helped me and everything like that. So I'm down with it. And uh, today, for the first time ever, instead of being like ridiculously tired, I was wired, man. I could not fall asleep this morning. So I just stayed up. Uh, I took that excuse to go and vote early, did that. Um, You know, went and I knew the wife was having a bad day. So I went and uh, got her like a uh, have a good day starter pack. You know, I bought her like a six pack of Dr. Pepper, some cheesecake, and I knew her back was hurting. So I picked up some lidocaine patches and stuff and just, you know, well, you know, doing the husband thing, threw it all in a bag and just uh, surprised her with that. And then, uh, then actually, I spent about three or four hours today recording music for the first time in at least Mm -hmm. a year. Uh, That felt good. Oh, man. It was. It was like coming home, you know. It was uh, mm-hmm. it was very weird, surreal because I, I haven't touched anything in a long time, and that was a lot of fun, and uh, surprised myself, you know, because you always think it's uh, not like riding a bicycle, uh, but music very much is, you know. Once you mm-hmm. learn something in music, you pretty much got it. Like your hands don't want to do it as well, like, but uh, yeah. you can kind of after a few, you know, you you can start that doing muscle stuff. memory kicks in absolutely. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun with that, you know. Not, nothing I'm going to put out there but uh but some you know just for me like some fun stuff uh did a couple covers and and edited it now that i'm like becoming more and more adept at audacity i can uh, do these things where i can change the tempo but not my pitch and stuff like that that i had no idea how to do before doing a podcast so it's a lot of fun but other than that uh i've been playing uh, a lot of mortal Kombat games because that's what we're going to be talking about this month and then um shadow of the colossus uh, have you ever played through that one is that gods of war <laughs> no it's a no. are you familiar with ico or um the last guardian yeah it's all that, that's all right i know what you're talking about yeah they they made these yeah, three games like ico was the first one for ps2 oh yes 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 yes, yes. absolute masterpiece yeah. and then mm-hmm. uh shadow of the colossus is everything ico is times 10 it's easily one of my top five games of all time it's just an amazing game and uh, i've had it on uh ps plus for quite a while and then you know, it was just kind of staring me down. I had some extra free time recently due to uh, Mortal Kombat not being something overly long, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I sat down and started playing that. I am at the uh, very last Colossus at the moment. Um, he is a bitch. Just huge. It's like climbing the Empire State Building, like literally. And, and you can fall off him and you just fall all the way to the bottom and then it takes you another five minutes just to climb back to where his weak points are it's insane but um is this something we should play for the show or at, and maybe you, at uh, some point if you'd like to yeah but uh it looks really is it like all boss battles that's basically kind of, uh, basically uh, i kind of like that it's, it's so, what kind of god of war became oh man it's so much cooler than that though because like the exploration itself like well, I, I can just I can just do a mini review. Basically, you play as a character known as the Wanderer. Um, you have someone in your life, presumably. Um, there's not a lot of dialogue, but presumably it's your love interest uh, that you bring uh, via horseback to this land that is forbidden because your tribe um, says that the the gods there have the ability to bring back the dead. Um, you go there despite it being forbidden, bringing her along with you, and they tell you. 
that because you carry the ancient sword that you may have the possibility to actually bring her back but in order to do so you have to defeat the 16 colossuses and then they'll bring her back colossi, for you. colossi, colossi. yes exactly <laughs> and then um, each time you defeat one you know there are these super epic battles each battle is like a puzzle <clears throat> in of itself and you, sure. you you shine your sword into the light and then you use that light to uh, find the next Colossus. Um, it basically acts as like a... How beacon. long is this game? Uh, maybe eight hours, something like that. It's really? Yeah, it's relatively short. Well, but it's me down. Ooh, get up. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, as far as like, even on the PS2, it's gorgeous. But the, the remake on the PS4 is stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is real minimalistic. The items that you have, all the abilities that you have, you have from the beginning of the game. You're only able to use your sword, a bow and arrow, and riding your faithful horse Argo. And then you can like grab onto surfaces and stuff. Now, you can't find uh, fruit in the land, which will increase your health. And you can find uh, lizards that have glowing tails that will increase your grip strength, meaning you can grip to things longer, which is important when you're climbing uh, bosses that are the size of buildings and such. Um, You have to be able to jump from point to point while they're trying to swat you off and all this stuff. Really cool game, though, man. Just like it's all told through, um, like what do they call that? Uh, not not a narrative dialogue, but like a, like a visual dialogue where everything is told through just the visuals and stuff for the most part. Mm. Very little actual dialogue. One of the few games that's ever made me cry. I won't spoil that. Uh, very sad moment toward the end of the game. Uh, just a beautiful, wonderful game, and I can't recommend it enough to anyone who hasn't played it. Also, recommend Ico vehemently uh that game is their first uh the the studio i forget the name of the studio but their their first attempt was ico and that is the only escort game that i've ever been in love with that, that whole game is an escort game and it's incredible you wouldn't it's hard to believe i know but and then i haven't yet played the last guardian i have heard that people have kind of dissed it saying it's not nearly as good as the first two um games but I do still want to get to it. I've got it on a PSN as well, but uh, I'm, I'm a little scared to get to that. But yeah, they they just make these incredible epic games that are uh, d- just surreal in scope and beauty, and and the way you figure things out and everything is just just really great. You know, uh, unlike anything else you'll ever play, and uh, highly, highly, highly recommended. But that's not what we're here to talk about. But uh, have you have you been playing anything real quick that uh, I should know about? Oh gosh, no! I I I started playing. Um, I got a started playing Final Fantasy Nine. It's it's a game that I have never fully completed. So I have like put it upon myself. Like I have I have it like I think I'm near the end on like my PS. I have a memory card somewhere I'm sure. And then like my PS3, I downloaded it and I'm pretty far there. But I'm like ah. So I finally got it. I got an iPad. I broke down and got an iPad and I downloaded it there. Because uh, I had some like Apple, you know, iTunes cash or whatever right, from an old card, so I was like, ah, I'm gonna get something I, I've been wanting to do. So I downloaded that. Um, I'm I'm only like two or three hours in, so I'm oh, just man, you're nowhere. I'm, I'm nowhere. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just messing around. Well, I've been trying to get through Mortal Kombat and trying to balance work. And for sure, for sure. It's like, it's like when I'm not working, you know, my wife's working, so I'm yeah, kind of like yeah. doing doing. The, we're kind of like alternating the childcare there, and then I'm just like trying to get these boys like out of the house i go for i put them in the stroller and we just go for like a, a run that lasts about an hour and then we ended up like walking at the park for another hour and a half and it's like Sweet. i'm just out of the house as much as i possibly can and then 
which cuts down a lot of my like media time. And then when I'm here, I'm either, I don't know, not as much. I'm, I'm like, I was just thinking about it before I called you. Like, you know, you're, you're starting to get into that sweet spot where like your little one is starting to want to play video games. Yeah. And I know like, you know, the games you're into and the games she's into. You Completely know, you're, different. Yeah. Your Venn diagram <laughs> probably is barely touching. It doesn't you know, touch at all. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> It should start to slide in, and I'm just, uh, I was just thinking about like um, how much it'd be so cool to like play Final Fantasy four with like these boys, and like I'm just like chomping at the bit. I mean, it's probably gonna be about five years, I'm guessing, or you know, yeah. maybe I could start, and they'll just be into it, watching me, and I can tell them the story as it's going on. For sure, yeah. I was, I was like thinking, I have to make like a list of games that I like want to play with them, and try and keep them away from whatever Fortnite is out you know and when they're ready and all that you know some of that stuff's good you know i'm not i can't i'm I'm not dissing fortnite man you know it's 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 free right so yeah it's (laughs) it's definitely better than mortal kombat so (laughs) (laughs) well we'll get into that yeah um, there's some but yeah that's about it that's me not too much in the gaming world yeah a little bit of the netflix world I've, i've read oh i've officially read 50 books this year hey good so there's there's that yeah i used to be able to do that now it's impossible to find time i i don't know that i've read three books in the last two years uh my my podcast listening has gone down but my book reading (laughs) has gone up it's kind of i can't do both so i listen to our show and a few other shows still every month but then it's like used to be all podcasts like i was up to date on everything now i'm like yeah I understand that. There's a lot of them that I I see come up in my feed that I just go, I don't want to listen to this, and I delete, and then <laughs> yeah, just whatever. And then you know, five months later, I'll, it'll be like, hey, you've not listened to the last twenty episodes of whatever this is, and I'll go, do I even want to keep subscribing to this or whatever? Yeah. I'm subscribed to like twenty podcasts or something. But yeah, yeah I uh, I had my uh, co-work that I work with about two and a half weeks ago now hurt his back. And so Ooh. I've been working by myself. That's the other thing that's been eating oh, into my no. time is uh, I'm doing the job of two men in, in the warehouse now and have been for a while. So it's been a real weird, just super busy month. And that can uh, equate to why we're recording late as much as anything else. Plus, we're just kind of used to recording late now. We've kind of adopted that whole Derek and Don mentality of just you know, mm-hmm. when we get it done, we get it done. Although you and I have managed to always get one out a month, which is which is good. Uh, um, yeah, and and luckily I was thinking, you know, you know, it, October snuck up on me, James. Yeah, I didn't even realize like it was October because uh, this year has just gone by so fast; it's unreal. Mm-hmm. I say that every year. This year has really gone by fast because if well, I don't want to, you know, I I want to say it was shortly after October that uh, Brent got hit by that truck. So it's been a year since that has happened. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you are right. I know it was around the fall, yeah. It was right at, I remember one of his last posts was that he had uh, carved some pumpkins with, um, gosh, what's her name, Carter, and uh, said, like, our pumpkin game is on point or something like that. And I was like, holy crap, has it been a year since that's happened? And I believe it it has, which is just unreal. Um, but, uh, normally we always do something that, uh, relates to the month of October because it's, I don't know about you. It's by far my favorite holiday. Um, I love, you know, ghosts and goblins and spooks and all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. So, um, yes, but, I, 
I agree. It's my second favorite holiday. The first is Fourth Fourth of July. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Just just because you know all day is a party. You know, you wake <laughs> up, put shorts on. All it is about is having yeah. drinks and barbecuing and relaxing and having a party day. all day. Well, yeah, true. I guess you're right. But uh... <laughs> but at the big parts at the very end, you know. For Christmas sure. is amazing. Don't get me wrong. The, I love the Christmas season is my favorite time of right, year. Yeah. But the Christmas day, like, um, it's almost like, you know, it's great too. I can't say it's not good, but I, it's like, you know, I don't know. You know, I remember but, loving the fourth, but then um, I moved to Arkansas area, Oklahoma area, and the summers here, as opposed to where you uh, know, I grew up in Georgia and Seattle before that, and the the summers there are awesome. And then here uh-huh. they're so brutally just wet and just horrible, sticky and uh-huh. gross that I don't like going out on the 4th of July anymore. I used uh-huh. to love it, you know, but I can't do that here. But, yeah, we kind of fell into you had suggested Mortal Kombat. And you know what? Mortal Kombat is probably one of the most Halloween-centric games you could have done when you really think about it. Yeah. Because uh, these newer ones, they added all the classic horror tropes. I mean, in one game, you've got Jason and Leatherface, and uh, I think Freddy Krueger's in one of them, and and so on and so forth. They're all all these characters. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then just the uh, the nature of Mortal Kombat to begin with. Uh, if you've never heard of Mortal Kombat, you know, at this point, there, there was a time I'd be like, you know, you're living on a rock. But these days, they don't command quite the, uh, like most of the guys buying this are, are people in their mid-30s to early 40s, I would think, when the new ones come out and stuff. I don't think the kids are talking about Mortal Kombat each time a new release comes out. It's uh, mostly us old-timers that are picking them up but what do you think is more popular right now mortal kombat or street fighter i would say street fighter largely due to oh yeah street fighter actually has a uh, a base as far as like fighting game tournaments and stuff like that whereas mortal kombat does too but not nearly to the extent that like street fighter 5 or whatever commands uh Mm -hmm. because you know, Mortal Kombat is a fighting game, if, if you've never heard of it. Uh, and it was a fighting game that came out shortly after uh, the Street Fighter phenomenon. And if you're not familiar with that, basically what happened was arcades back in the 90s were waning. People weren't going to them because you could play virtually um, everything that you would want to play at an arcade. You could play at home. Uh, not mm-hmm. quite as good, but nearly as good. And then a little game called Street Fighter 2 emerged, which was graphically superior to anything that the current consoles could put out. And it had the whole, you know, fighting games up to that point were ridiculous things like uh, Karate Champ and stuff like that that, you know, they were okay, but they weren't super great. And then you've got something like Street Fighter that was a legitimate, like, skill-based game that had these really interesting characters and you you started getting into these things where you would like become like the top dog of your local area Uh, i myself as far as street fighter is concerned uh i was the best or amongst the best players in my small town and then when i tried to play outside of said town uh i really just got my ass handed to me I, i learned very quickly that yes i was very good at street fighter but not nearly to the point where you know i could be considered say professional which wasn't even a thing back then but um and then midway the company that made just all kinds of crap back in the 80s uh, they came out with mortal Kombat just seemingly out of nowhere which was this fighter uh, in the arcades that wasn't nearly as good as street fighter in my opinion um i think most people will back me on that if you just look at Mortal Kombat, as far as just the fighting game goes, everybody, especially the original, everybody has a very similar move set with a couple of super moves that are 
okay. Um, you know, every character does the same kick when they're crouched, the same uppercut, uh, the same jump kicks largely. There was a lot of palette swaps between things like the ninjas and stuff like that. You've got Sub-Zero and a Scorpion yeah. effectively being the same guy, Reptile, and then uh, later on Ermac and Noob yeah. Sabat and all that. I mean, they're all just palette smoke. swaps. Yeah, right. smoke. But, uh, I would say uh, it's definitely it was definitely not as good. Yeah, but it, it was different enough where you know you wanted to play it. Like yeah, you did your Street Fighter, and then you're like, wait a minute, like what is this? You know, because it was totally different, different style. You know, it was based off of actual like people jumping around and punching and kicking. Right. Um, it was bloodier. It had the fatalities. That's, you know? that's there. You are. <laughs> that's where you know it's like. Do your street fighter, have your fun, but then yeah, let's throw a few quarters over there because yeah, this is interesting. That was the the largely even as a kid, I, I didn't like Mortal Kombat nearly as much as Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. But then the thing that kept you coming back was you wanted to see these fatalities. And you gotta remember yep. you put yourself in a mindset that, you know, this is a time before you know, you had everything at your fingertips, YouTube and whatever. And like, if you wanted to literally see a man's head cut off, you could just type that in and watch it. Um, so people have this, these morbid curiosities about stuff, especially a certain age demographic, you know, that a teenager age predominantly, um, they wanted to see things like a man's head get ripped off with the spinal cord still attached Uh and, you know, things like a, a splits to the punch to the balls and stuff like that. We're all, things that you know would make someone of that age laugh and and you know had a certain humor about the game and and uh and just a certain goriness about the game that uh really spoke to a lot of people of that age group uh they the games did get better as they went on um but first i want to talk a little bit about mortal monday do you remember it or were you old enough to remember what mortal monday was uh i don't not entirely is that I know they released this game on a Tuesday, right? Is that what you're talking about? Or maybe I'm totally off. I, I wanted to say it was a Monday. I remember it being Mortal Monday. Uh, maybe, maybe you're right. was the day that they released uh, Mortal Kombat on, uh, it, I think it was the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, and that became a big thing, like releasing games like midweek instead of like right. on the weekend. Or because yes, up, up exactly. to that point, like really right around this point is when you started seeing games actually getting release dates, period. Because before then... Nationwide release dates yeah. too that was a big thing like usually yeah regions would start rolling games out yeah believe it or not when we were kids you would like not know like you would have like a, a print ad in the back of a nintendo power or something and it would just say like fall you know of uh, yeah. 1989 and you'd be like fall well that could mean you know that's a three four month period there that you're talking about and then a lot of the times it didn't come out anyway you know they wouldn't yeah. give these concrete release dates and you would just have to go to the store and see what they had and sometimes like even with the print media and stuff you a lot of games just went under the radar and you would go to the store and be like hey what's this about i've never even heard of this you know and so you just had to kind of get lucky to get some of these games and then uh this started around this time started the era of release dates and they made a huge deal out of yeah. you know these games are finally coming to the console you can play mortal Kombat at home and then it was fucking disappointing as hell because both versions didn't look as good. Um, both versions, no. at least initially, were like watered down as fuck, right? 
the Genesis version did have a, a means for you to put in what's known as the blood, the blood code. code. Yeah. yeah. And you could see blood as opposed to the uh, Super Nintendo version, which was the superior version graphically uh, uh-huh. and, and play-wise because the Super Nintendo came with a six-button controller off the bat, and the Genesis did not. It had a three-button controller. You had to buy yep. a separate six-button controller. So if you tried to play Mortal Kombat or Eternal Champions or Street Fighter or any of these games on the Genesis, it was challenging to say the least. It was you would... tough. I did. I had it. <laughs> I had Mortal Kombat for the Genesis. And you put the blood code in. And you also had uh, a few more violent fatalities, if I remember correctly. You're probably right. Uh, I think there was a few that they watered down for the Super Nintendo. Uh, but yeah, three-button controller, I, that's the only thing I knew, so it's the only thing I got used to, and it was fine with me. I remember playing Street Fighter, though, on what my buddies like Sega, and like you had to, like all three buttons were punches, then you press start, and then all three buttons were kicks. Exactly. Like, this, this, this is unplayable. Yeah, it's tough. Or it was, <laughs> yeah. Two buttons were kick, and one would block, I think. Oh, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, because Mortal but Kombat... For, uh, Mortal it? Kombat was different. It's like you press up and down and, let, and like back and forward, and you could do different moves using those. So it, was a, it, it worked. It worked, but it wasn't great. Yeah, and it, it had the whole thing that I, I hated about it was we'd already kind of figured out this really great means of blocking for games like Street Fighter where you just held the backwards button yeah. and you would automatically block. And then Mortal yeah. Kombat introduced this thing where you had to hold a whole nother button, which you can get used to, but it doesn't feel uh-huh. as uh, intuitive to me. Maybe it's just because I played Street Fighter first. I don't know. Uh, but I really do feel it's the superior system, just ha- pressing back instead of like having a whole separate block button. It's kind of ridiculous yeah. to me. I will say, did you ever play the Sega CD version of Mortal Kombat? Uh, I don't think so, no. Yeah. It It's uh, it's funny because you would think, okay, the Genesis version is the best version of Mortal Kombat released at this time. Sega CD version is released right around the same time. And you would think it would be the superior version. And as far as audio yeah. goes, it is. It's got Red Book audio to it and everything. But um, what's funny is it, it's just incredibly worse because, like, it everything has load times that it doesn't have load times. Yeah. And the worst one, the worst offender is what's his name? Uh, Shang soon. The, the boss that can like morph into other guys. Every Uh time that you would morph into anyone else, it would stop mid fight for a load time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Just like kills all the momentum you have playing this game. Yeah. Ruins the game. And there's multiple other versions as well. This is one of those games that they just released for, everything it's like doom mm-hmm. you know i think it was on like game boy i'm sure and yeah like game, game Gear and just what's just everything what's funny about the game boy version is i hear it's actually playable i i, I can't attest to that myself but the game, i knew someone that had it it was working yeah it worked the game gear version is is so watered down instead of like <laughs> I think you have, what, 12 fighters in the original Mortal Kombat, something like that. You have, like, six, and all of them are palette swaps for the most part, except for Sonya Blade. Uh, yeah. It's like Sonya Blade, Raiden, and then the ninjas or something. It's it's ridiculous. Um, oh, boy. And then, like, a lot of the movesets are gone. I don't think the fatalities are all there. It's just, and it just plays horribly, too. It's just, you know, it's a fucking game, dear. It's I mean, all we it's, had. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all we had. It's impressive in that, you know, it was a colorized uh, handheld version of the game, which was back then, believe it or not, that was something that, 
you know, we didn't have. It was impressive just to be a colorized version of the game yeah. in your hands. You were just like, oh, look at this, guys. And, you know, all the commercials of the era attest to that. You know, when Game Boy Color came out, it was a big deal, even though it was just a literal Game Boy with some color. Um, but, yeah, um, overall, the first Mortal Kombat didn't really impress me. Uh, two, however, uh, was when I started thinking the game was actually good. I, for my money, two is my favorite of the old school Mortal Kombat's. I don't know yeah, about you. I, I would say, I mean, one will hold, always hold a special place in my heart, of course. But, sure. you know, objectively speaking, I would say, you know, I didn't, I played a little bit of two at my neighbor's house, but it wasn't until three when that, like, that's the one that really sparked my interest. I remember it was at, an, at um, a convenience store, you know, 7-Eleven, it was called Super Stop. And on the way home from middle school, we'd always stop there. And, you know, it was the first one that I remember, like, they it really led into the combos. I think there was, they had Mortal Kombat in one corner and they had Killer Instinct in the other. And Killer Instinct was obvious. That, 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 the whole game is just combos. Oh, but yeah. Mortal Kombat, like, you know, I knew a lot of combos and how to play with those in that game. So I think it was three for me was the one that really got me going. Three And then that's it. Then, then nothing. I have nothing yeah. after that until now. <laughs> so, You're not um, wrong. Yeah, because yeah. three for me started to kill it because they added the run button. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Absolutely hate the run button. It just takes away from the game to me. I didn't care for it. They I took do... it away in eleven when I played. Yeah, except for Cabal. Yeah. He's the only one that can do it. I like um I like the combo system of uh three. Uh and then four they added weapons for yeah. question mark. And that game is fucking just terrible. I mean it's just yeah. terrible. It's straight up trash. You should never ever play it. I've got it for the um I want to say the N64. Yeah. I've got like, I think it's called Mortal Kombat Collection or something like that. It's got the first four games or something. And it mm-hmm. is, it's unplayable uh, in my opinion. And same, <laughs> I think it's the same game as Mortal Kombat Gold on the Dreamcast. I think that's the same game. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Listeners, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's just street trash. Don't ever play that. Uh, the first two, maybe even three, are very good. Although, like, the version for the Sega Saturn, uh, I hear is not so great, despite it being yeah. one of the most expensive versions of, like, because they've got Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the Saturn. And it is uh, ridiculously expensive, if I remember right. Uh, like, several hundred dollars expensive. Yeah, but um, I I didn't play uh, eleven because that's still a premium game. Uh, but mm-hmm. I went through. I wanted to play one of the newer ones. Uh, they had ten or XL, I believe it's called, on sale on the PS4 uh, for like six bucks or something like that. So oh, I picked that geez. up. Uh, I played all the way through that. Uh, on it came unlocked with everyone unlocked, but I unlocked several skins and stuff. And I gotta say, you know, it's a fine game. The story is complete ass. I could care less about the story though, but it's just terrible. I mean, the story was never great to begin with. It's effectively, hey, uh, there's this evil guy, and we all have to fight in this ancient tournament where to the death, where whoever wins decides the fate of our world you know earth yeah oh, you know my story yeah it, it the the story is effectively the same except uh instead of a mortal combat like tournament you're just like going around gathering up people to try and fight and, and like honestly you know what i don't someone's getting resurrected it was trash i don't i don't know but they bring everyone back like uh 
you know, uh, Johnny Cage is now in his 40s, but he's still like cool guy Johnny Cage. Sub-Zero's a good guy now, as is Scorpion. Um, Scorpion's like the last of his kind or whatever, but he's restarted the order. And um, I guess the bad guy killed his whole order and uh, like kept him imprisoned as a undead warrior for years and that's how he managed to survive or something and there's all these like new bloods that come in you know like Jax is in it but so is his daughter uh, Johnny Cage's daughter is in it etc etc I don't like any of the new characters I was like fuck all these guys they all suck uh, they all effectively play the same as their parent with a few extra moves or whatever um, the story mode forces you to play as almost literally every character except like the extra characters that you get for buying XL which are like all the aforementioned uh, horror bosses you know you get Jason you get Leatherface uh, Alien from Aliens uh, there's a few others I they're all gimmicky and I was you know they're fun for a few minutes but it's like and eh, what am I doing I did notice on the leaderboards that the top guy for XL the guy that is like by far the highest winning percentage uh, exclusively uses Jason uh, so Jason must be very good, I guess. Um, the thing I don't like about these new Mortal Kombat's, um, one of the things is you will do these combos, like these bone break combos and such in XL, where you very obviously just killed the man. You know, you do this thing and it like x-ray vision shows you that you just like broke all the vertebrae in this guy's back or, you know, you made his heart explode or whatever it is. Or, or you even like if you're Jason, you've got a machete and you literally put a machete through their head as just a normal fucking move. And then they just get up, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wait a minute. This is I'm pretty sure this isn't how it works, brother. Uh, and, you know, it was always a problem to me to begin with, with uh, the tournament in the first place is, you know, if you perform a fatality and then later on you see that guy, you're like, well, wait a minute. But, you know, that's just suspension of disbelief. You just got to take it for what it is or whatever. And and the fatalities are unique. I, I managed to pull off about 40 or 50 of them. Uh, you can unlock additional ones in XL by, like, effectively you can either, like, pay money, which is, like, the new norm, I guess. I fucking hate it. But they do give you a way to grind them out as well, which I tried to do for several hours, where you can, like, play through the game or, like, play online matches, etc., to win uh, combat coins, I think they call them. And then you can use those to play in an additional game called the Crypt, again, with a K. Um, <laughs> and, and you walk through this crypt, and there are graves all throughout the crypt. And you have to also, it's kind of like a almost a role-playing or adventure game where you have to find these items like Scorpion Spear and Sub-Zero's Ice and so on and so forth. And once you find those, you can get past these areas to find more graves. And then your reward for finding the grave is you can open the grave for a certain amount of money and it unlocks a skin or a new video or music or whatever, you know, sometimes a character. Um, although I had all the characters already unlocked by buying XL and then, um, you know, the, the crypt itself is boring as shit and it had, uh, these areas where treasure chests would only appear at certain times. So then I guess you would have to go online and like, look up what time does this treasure chest appear and stuff. like. And it's just like fucking bullshit. I, I spent a couple hours on it and I was like, why can't you just have a, you know, 
like any other fighting game that has this buy system just have all the moves like this it costs this much and what and i'll buy the ones i want uh with this system like you don't even know what is in the grave you you just like have to base it off how much it costs like you see one for 200 bucks you know that's probably just like a like maybe a skin or uh like some music unlock or whatever but if you see one for like nine thousand, oh, that's probably a new fatality you know or whatever so but really annoying. Uh, how was Eleven? Did they have a similar system? Eleven. Well, I want to first start out by saying that, like, one thing Mortal Kombat does pretty well is like the Mortal Kombat lore and like the story behind the game. I think it does a really great job of like just having one. Like even Mortal Kombat Two. Like, if I remember correctly, like Kano and Sonya like aren't playable, and then there's like one level where you see them like tied up in like the background of like a, yeah. a fighting environment and it's just like things like that like I, Mortal Kombat I think is done very well um, dating back to even the first one but now I don't know how you find out that information you have to like read the instruction manual or keep up with comic books or, some, or what some of it's in the endings I think or the endings yeah I mean I don't know but Mortal Kombat 11 like this it, it's basically injustice gods among us it's you know the same engine if you haven't played a mortal Kombat game in a while play injustice and it's the same the same style just different skins um but mortal Kombat 11 felt like i was watching like harry potter three or four and like i hadn't seen harry potter you know one or two yet right so i felt like which is like i was thinking about like how many other games out there actually have like direct sequels and i really couldn't come up with too many at all so kudos to them, I guess, for like keeping a cohesive storyline going for so long. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, it's stories a lot kind of like Street Fighter the movie where you have like your Mortal Kombat characters that are good guys and your Mortal Kombat characters that are bad guys, first of all. And, you know, the good guys are all part of some like, you know, kind of military organization that's designed to like battle in outworld that's what's called right outworld right yeah, yeah outworld. if needed like you know sonia's there sonia blade's kid johnny cage Jax's kid and they're all i mean those are all the good guys and then you have the bad guys you know in outworld and like just to start out like Liu kang is part of the bad guys and i'm like why is he you know with that group well i guess that was explained in possibly an earlier mortal Kombat, or maybe i had to watch a movie or read a whole mm, book before. no you know what um, playing this game in 10 he is a bad guy and they kind of allude to the fact that he and uh it's Liu kang and kung lao and there's a couple others are all under the spell of whatever this sorcerer guy is and apparently okay. there's a couple other ones that were also under his spell that um this one they're like a lot of them like but, jade katana they yeah. all have like this alter ego bad baddie yeah, and what happens early in the game? Like, I think Raiden, the the future. Now we have a, it's all about time travel. Mm -hmm. So you have like the future Raiden. I think he gets killed, but he somehow is manages. At, uh, something happens somehow, and basically, like the Mortal Kombat. I feel like it's the Mortal Kombat Two tournament. Like more from from Mortal Kombat Two. Like that whole cast and crew is suddenly brought into this game in the middle of like this big battle. And they're all like, you know, what the hell's going on? So then you start having like, you know, you have old Johnny Cage and young Johnny Cage. You have like, um, 
well, I can't spoil it, but you have young Sonya Blade, but old Sonya Blade is not around for some reason. You'll see it if you play the game. Yeah. Uh, and then you have like old Kano, young Kano. They're all there. And um, the whole premise is the big baddie. It's this I don't know, goddess of some sort. And her plan is to create this hourglass that will actually like bring time all the way back to the beginning. And then I think she wants to like redo, restart it from the beginning. So it's up to all the the heroes. And like you said, like so Sub-Zero and Scorpion are both good guys and they're friends, uh, but they have evil versions of themselves. So it, it, again, it's, it's a little, what's the, I guess Injustice kind of does this too, where you, yeah. have, like, you have the two different worlds and you have the good, the good guy and the, the, um, earth b or whatever other earth groups like same type of thing yeah. you just it's just the future and past basically you have the future ones that were corrupted or taken over and then you have this new group that just kind of showed up and again that the thing is like trying to explain this story but it's like again trying to explain like part three of a movie that you haven't seen part one or two so you're just kind of like this this is this is where we are not sure how we got here but this is what i'm telling you this movie's about or this right. another thing this game is all like a movie like you know eight hours of gameplay and maybe i don't think it's actually like five hours of story mode i think i actually was actively playing for maybe two of it exactly you know yeah, yeah. same and way with a lot time. of a lot of it's like in the middle of a gunfight like all of a sudden like johnny cage is like hey you and me one-on-one and i'm like what's going on like yeah. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. shooting behind you like this game almost should have been like a action adventure, first person shooter. <sighs> and I'm like, what is the future of Mortal Kombat? Are they, is it going to be just go full movie? Or are we going to go like a Starcraft type thing? Because I mean, there's, it's like, it's armies versus arm, the, the final battles of army versus army. And I'm like, what yeah. happened to the tournament? <laughs> but I, I don't know. They've it gone... was fun. It I had is... a great time, you know, when we did, when I did play the one on one, the combat, like I, I was intuitive. Uh, it was kind of like you know, like your music career, picking it up, and I knew what to do, and I was putting combos together and special moves and fatalities, you know, from dating back from stuff I remember from the the original game. Yep, so it's all still there. It's it's you know the, the general basic mechanics are still there. The graphics are amazing. The storyline, the story I played was really good story. I just was lost for part I, of it. But I don't think it is. I don't think it's actually a good story. I think it's uh, acted well. I think that they have like good voice acting and stuff and they do what they can with what they got. But this story is like so far off the rails. Um, <laughs> but I would, you, you used Harry Potter as an example. I would say it'd be more like if they continued the actual Mortal Kombat movies from Annihilation till now uh-huh. and you haven't seen one since the first one and there's been nine others because this harry potter isn't any great shakes but it's fucking shakespeare compared to (laughs) this shit this shit is really bad it's a b movie level i mean it's fun don't get me wrong but everyone at some point is a bad guy for reasons almost everyone at some point is a good guy for reasons um, yeah. and they just have to figure out these ways to make them fight. And yeah, some of them were forced. I'm like, they wouldn't be just fighting one on one right now. Like. No. <laughs> and, and there are so many, 
um, characters at this point in in the games that yeah. it's hard to have any one person have any real influence on the game. Whereas the original, when you have like the eight or twelve characters, you can centralize on two or three of them and have the others be more background characters and stuff. Um, yeah. When you've got thirty or whatever it is characters, it's it's a lot harder to do. Thirty seven playable characters yeah, in Mortal Kombat. Okay. Now a lot of them are unlockable. They have the Terminator, RoboCop, the Joker. Yeah. Uh, Ra- John Rambo, a Spawn. I'm <laughs> you, just reading the list. You know so. what I may do, and I've had in my head to do for a while. I, ever since we did the episode of Video Games the Movie over Mortal Kombat, uh, I think I mentioned it there. I wanted to make you know the Mortal Kombat song, which is iconic. It's that mm-hmm. whole trance music, just uh, and they go through and they're like Johnny Cage, Sub Zero you know, and Kano, and they do this whole, every character up to that point, uh, make that same music, but have it just go on for fucking ever and name like everyone from the discord, you you and I, (laughs) um, just random political figures, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, Camilla Harris, fucking go off into, you know, people that are just completely ridiculous, you know, and just like throwing (laughs) stuff and just have it go for like, 10 minutes of just me just on some kind of voice synthesizer and i may do it you know if i get if i get time and if not it was hilarious in my head guys and just understand that but um yeah it's so funny to me just to like have this giant tournament with like all these randos as well you know you've got these highly trained assassins and you know military uh, personnel and so on and so forth that can use these otherworldly powers and then you've got you know some 73 year old orange man that uh, can't anyway uh it would be hilarious (laughs) yeah i like it yeah, and just to think of what kind of movesets something like that might have. So I shouldn't buy XL, is that what you're saying, though? I mean, you know... It's 20 bucks. 20 bucks right now? No, 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 no. Don't, yeah. don't buy it for that. Like, I found it... Luckily, they were having a Halloween sale, and, like, all <sighs> the... Uh, Mortal Kombat games, including Eleven, were on sale, but Eleven was on sale for like forty five dollars. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, no. I didn't get that one. The, the unlock with that one's, I think that one's Mortal Kombat Aftermath, where it has like a second storyline to it. Yeah, and everyone's I already unlocked or something. Yeah, yeah, I didn't buy that one. I bought the cheap one. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, I got Excel with a, uh, you know, it, it the the version I I got. I guess there's X and there's XL, and XL comes with like everything. All, yeah, all the characters unlocked, but you don't have all the skins. And a lot of the skins, unfortunately, you know, XL's not that old a game. I want to say it's like 2016 or something like that. But um, already... Is it that old? Uh, I think so. Uh, but uh, already, like, a lot of the unlocks that were in that game are just gone. You can't get them now. Um, they're like skins and stuff for uh, various characters that you could have bought at one point that I guess you just can't get now that were like time sensitive or whatever. So, oh, uh, I was like, okay, uh, I guess that's just something you can't get now or whatever. So yeah, it's, it is what it is. Oh. But a lot of it is unlockable, uh, again, through that crypt, or maybe you get literal everything. If you, I think you can pay $19 and you get everything that's in the crypt. Uh, it wasn't worth that to me at all. I was like, no, no I'm not, I'm not fucking forking over 19 bucks for some skins and whatever. But overall, you know, a very enjoyable game, completely worth the six, seven bucks, whatever it was I paid. Yeah. It was under 10. Um, 
And overall, Mortal Kombat's a great series. You know, if you're a younger listener and you've never heard of Mortal Kombat and you like fighting games, it's not a bad one. It's just, it's not a good fighting game either. It works. All the mechanics are working. It's like, you know, have fun. It's just uh, a little out there. It's not, it's, you know, there are people that are very good at Mortal Kombat. I don't want to say it's not a skill-intensive game because any fighting game you can get better at to the point where, you know, you will win more often than not. But as far as the skill level, of mortal like top tier Mortal Kombat players versus a top tier like Street Fighter Five player, it's it's nowhere compared like comparatively. It's like Smash Brothers to me, where it's like sure in the most technical of senses it's a fighting game, but is it really? Um, yeah. Mortal Kombat's along those same veins, although I think it's much more of a fighting game than Smash. It's still. Uh, on the technical level, it's just you will never be able to get like super unreasonably good like some of these players you watch playing Street Fighter or like the high level Tekken or Soul Calibur or any of that kind of stuff. <clears throat> those guys do stuff that blow my fucking mind. You know, once you get a grasp of how those games are played and you see the high level play on that shit, it's jaw dropping. They do things yeah. that I'm like, how how are your fingers even moving that quickly? You know, how are you able to do that in that time span? You know, it's just unreal to me. Um, and those guys deserve every uh, bit of accolades they get. I was going to say money, but some of those guys literally make like million dollars, and I you don't deserve a million dollars for playing Street Fighter. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> give give me ten thousand for being really really great back in the day. Uh, I wasn't really really great for being really really good for a small town back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i never saw any of that money my my best bet or my best uh times for that kind of thing was i could like with under a dollar in change like say two or three quarters i could play street fighter all day at the local arcade just off of um people challenging me me kicking their ass and then playing for a while someone else challenging and never have to be off those quarters so uh, that was you know why Okay, hey, I don't know You're if back? you know, Yeah, I, I'm back. Sorry, buddy. I uh, Just all of a sudden, my ears went dead. I looked down, and it was like, oh, the battery just ran out on my Zoom. Oh, no. I d- didn't have it plugged into anything. I was just running I was just telling battery. people about this uh, show on Netflix, and I think CBS has one. It's like the history of video games on Netflix, and then there's the console wars, you know, Nintendo versus Sega on CBS. That one's a movie, and the other one's... A- TV series and one episode is all about Mortal Kombat. So, oh, wow. if you're interested in the history of Mortal Kombat and fighting games in general, but they focus on Mortal Kombat because you know it had a lot of a lot of history behind that game, especially with the you know state government or the federal government and uh, that game and Night Trap kind of forced the uh, ESRV to be a thing. You want to touch on that real quick? That was what Joe Lieberman and um, some other senators and like concerned parents or whatever like yeah, that. Concerned parents. And the hilarity of it was they there were other games that were like much more violent even of that era you had uh-huh. you know even my beloved snatcher had scenes that were much more you know uh uh-huh. gory than night trap night trap is nothing night trap is like a no. made for tv bad horror movie level of gore and blood or whatever in fact it's less than that it is so pathetically hilarious just watch a uh, playthrough of night trap on anything if you haven't played it, it it's like 30 minutes to an hour long and 
it's hilariously bad. It's it's like the yeah. the putties from um, the Power Rangers are now vampires for some reason, but they can't bite you it directly. Like the, in, the, in the show I watched, the whole story behind that is revealed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to go that way. And like, it was like you wanted to be vamp- actual vampires that would like suck blood. And they're like, nope. And uh, Hasbro, I think, was putting the game together like, nope, nope, nope. And he's like, what we came up with was like even worse because they have some weird like machine that like long, like latches around your neck. Yep. And, like, <laughs> and it's like, just let me do the vampire thing. It is so dumb. It looks less graphic. Less graphic, but uh, in some ways. But yeah, it's just the whole thing is so dumb. And, and they blew it out of proportion. It was obviously a lot of parents that didn't yeah. watch or play any part of the game. Mortal Kombat, a little bit more founded. I I mean, it's hard to imagine now, but at the time, um, that was, that was some ridiculous ass shit, man. The, uh, the, the ripping off of heads and et cetera, et cetera was just, you know, pulling a heart out of a man's chest and stuff like that. We had seen this in Indiana Jones, but you hadn't seen these levels of visual in a video game yet. And And Indiana Jones was rated, you know, yeah, sure. Prepared people for it. And Nintendo, I remember, got up and said, like, we do not have blood, and we do not have Night Trap, and then, like, the yeah. next year, they put blood in Mortal Kombat, and just recently, they just released Night, Night Trap, Trap on the Switch. Switch. Yeah. And, and this actually had an adverse effect, because, like, everyone, that all the kids that saw this were like, I need those games, and, like, it tripled their sales. Yeah, that was... And then, like, a week later, Doom released, and that just, like, was the, you know, just... That's what's so funny, is, yeah, Night Trap was not a popular game. It was, like, this game that had been made 10 years before the Sega CD dropped for... Yeah like PCs and shit and it never released. And then they were like desperate for content on the Sega CD and they were like, well, we've got this old FMV. Yeah. Put it out. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it came out and to virtually no fanfare, no one cared about the original red box version on the Sega CD. And then Lieberman started this whole stink and then like, Oh, you, this is the worst game ever kind of thing. And then everyone started buying the motherfucker because all these kids, wanted to see it so they ended up having to re-release it two more times um with different boxes uh this time instead of the classic uh night trap logo with you know the old 50s style artwork and everything they had a just a picture of dana plato by far the most famous person that was in the game on the front wearing her little halter top or whatever um yeah but it's just it's it was obviously to further his political career. Uh, wasn't Tipper Gore also in? I can't remember. I remember. It's been oh, it's been so long. Um, but they they you know were just trying to have some kind of political agenda, and they were using that as a stepping stone. And just like most political agendas, they had no real feeling behind it. They were just trying to create a buzz. And every few years, they create you know they create out of something uh that doesn't have anything to do with it you know some oh this has to do with demons and the devil and whatever and get all the religious you know but it was D &D. it was magic the gathering where they actually magic the pentagram in the back of the yeah unholy strength yeah they they made you remove the pentagram from the back of unholy strength and they made you remove demon as a creature type and devil as a creature type and so on and so forth when it's like well that you know there are also angels and and uh, gods and all this kind of stuff within the game as well and it's all in the fantasy realm and 
you're being ridiculous. You know, this is, what are you going to ban next? You know, like Greek mythology or whatever. It's just so stupid. You know, the Bible itself, if that has, you know, the devil in it and all, it's like, you know, it's like, what are you doing? You're going to ban that? I mean, I, people are just dumb, uh, is what it comes down to. And they're always going to be dumb and they're always going to find dumb things to say and rally against and, uh, just be stupid and look stupid in the future. Just like Lieberman looks now you look back and what they were mad at and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, you know, the fifties with dance crazes or, you know, any, it's just so stupid. Yeah. I mean, It's just so stupid. But anyway, I don't have much else to say in the way of Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm glad that we covered it. It was a cultural phenomenon of the 90s. Uh, continues yeah. on to this day, uh, albeit like a very weird B-movie version with very high production. Uh, and not with Midway. If, if you if you attend right. my uh, Extra Life podcast, I actually talk about uh, Midway a little bit and uh, NBA hang time. So I go into a little history of... Yeah, how did Midway? How is, how are they no longer a company? They had one of the biggest franchises, and I mean, now they're nothing. It happens to the best of them. I mean, they still right. exist, but in the way of that, they got absorbed by a yeah. bigger parent company. I want to say Namco owns them now. Is that right? I, I don't actually know. Yeah, um, I was right. going to do a Midway episode itself, so I haven't, I haven't sure. had that being written. But I, yeah, I think I have. I think I have an extra life for us, and I have Streets of Rage two coming out next. From oh, cool, life, cool. So, yeah, so excellent, excellent cool. game. Yeah, they're very slowly like these. It's just like the movie industry or any other industry where like these big name, the biggest names mm-hmm. start buying up the next biggest name. I mean, help Bethesda just got bought by Microsoft, which is yeah unbelievable uh the here we are they microsoft own it now and they spent like seven billion dollars which is more than lucas got for star wars unreal unreal but that's the world we live in and eventually it's all going to be like three companies that own everything and the same people you know making your cigarettes will be making your diaper powder and your you know palmade to your medications and I, it's just ridiculous, and that's why ultimately capitalism doesn't work, people. Um, no, anyway. Well, that, I don't think they envision capitalism being that big. Like even the, well, the founder, John Smith, I don't think he realized. Oh God, like we're gonna have corp, you know, corporations that expand the entire country. But yeah, yeah, right. that have more money than most countries. Uh, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Great You're in, gonna, small, in the small market. Yeah, for sure. Market. Yeah, uh, when you have single men that are worth more than you know ethiopia it's like we have problems uh, anyway uh th- that not not to get too political because i don't need more people saying that uh, blaine J is too political um but mm-hmm. but yeah that's all i have to say on mortal Kombat. if you want to catch me uh you can find me at retrokel on twitter or um on uh facebook via is it worth a podcast we don't get too many people there but we uh and james is at james mulholland at twitter but uh we do get a lot of people via discord and uh, i do have a link on our facebook page for discord as well as uh if you go to the rpg show.com uh they have a link there for the discord we just share their discord with them and that's been working out for us because uh 
maybe I've got five or six active members from our side of the pond and then they've got uh, five or six from theirs and it ends up we've got, you know, 12 active members, 50 or 60 members overall, some of which duck in and out here and there. And we just talk about all kinds of stuff from video games to lately I've been on a real uh, shit posting. There's a, a area in there we call Tan's Naughty Cave where we just post like the most degenerate memes that you could possibly imagine right up your alley James and this last day or two I've been posting just like the grossest things I could find on the internet um not quite like levels of like spreading your butt cheeks with like wet diarrhea gross, but <laughs> right up. To, yeah, I know. Uh, right up to that point, you know, things you were just like, Oh God, why Blaine? And it's just like, yeah, I know. Right. Uh, just to get a rise out of people, just to see what people would say or do. Um, so yeah, check that out. If you want to be disgusted, uh, or not just come in and talk to us about video games or whatever. That'd be great too. Um, but yeah, listen to our friends over at the RPG show and, uh, also be a, Checking out uh, Mike King, and uh, I'm not sure who his partner is at the moment. It changes from time to time. But he's got a great podcast uh, called The Graveyard Shift, where they talk about various B-movie, horror movies, and stuff like that. Um, Really great stuff. Uh, Recommend that highly. I should be on an episode sometime in the future. We keep talking about it. Eventually, we're going to get it done. Um, I, I am on an older episode. You can find me on the episode of gosh, what did I do? Truth or Dare, A Critical Madness. Um, We reviewed that film. It's one of my all-time favorite horror films. Just a hilarious movie overall. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I don't have anyone else that I can think of to plug. Oh, uh, Bill over at uh, the RPG and everything trappings, I think is what it's called. He's in Discord. Um, He was part of the... uh, RPG Golden Years, which is now known as the RPG After Years, and they they're a podcast similar to uh, our other show or one of our other shows that we do periodically called the RPG Roundtable, which you should also be listening to. That one's a more free form thing where we just get together and we just talk about some topic having to do loosely with RPGs and we just you know go at it four or five of us for a couple hours and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we don't put them out often maybe once or twice uh every couple months and you know it's just something we do on the side for fun to help uh with the rpg shows feed uh yeah that's about it i guess you could also check out the old uh video games the movie we mentioned uh, there are still six or seven of those available for download or 12 or however many we got to yeah that's about it though James. Go. yeah you got that's anything it. else? No, I think that's it, man. Uh, listen to the extra life coming up next. I got a, um, I got an investor on there. He put together a, a little ad for me, so yeah, listen to it. I mean, <laughs> is it fucking? Buy it if you... Is it Bill Gates and or Elon Musk? I think it's Mark Cuban. I think uh, Mark Cuban, <laughs> of course, Mark Cuban. Yeah, you you sure do know. You have on your little extra life the <laughs> the most prolific, you know, money hungry uh i'll just say people listening to just specifically your show they skip <laughs> this know. show in its entirety and they listen to your, it's unbelievable to me yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Check, out, check out the extra life def- definitely will we'll put that at the end of the episode and <laughs> if i have time I'll, I'll end this whole thing with a 10 minute spiel of uh some techno music from mortal Kombat. but i'm making Please no promises do. because Please it's do. 
yeah, I want to get this out before Halloween, and I don't know if I'll have enough time to put okay. that together, but uh, I, I might. I, all right, I, cool. I sometimes get have insomnia, and I'm just up all night. And uh, yeah, if that happens, that, that happens. But anyway, until next time, what can they do, James? Keep it retro. And we'll see you next time. Midway presents NBA The Chicago Bulls versus the Vancouver Grizzlies. Here's the tip-off. Welcome to the Extra Life Podcast. Today, we're talking about NBA hang time and uh, kind of a few other little things. Little sports games, maybe some midway action, uh, some fascinating stories here. Uh, NBA hang time. Now, first, sports games. Sports games, sports games, sports games. You either love them, you hate them, or yeah, okay, maybe you're somewhere in between. Are you one of those people that buy every single Madden game, all the MLB show games, or are you someone that just can't stand sports games? Well, love them or hate them, without sports games, chances are we wouldn't have video games today. A lot of the early video games were trying to mimic sports games. Pong! Pong, for heaven's sakes. That was table tennis. And then it seemed like a lot of the early games, you know, were sports games. Or a lot of games, a lot of the first games were sports games, for better or for worse, mostly for worse. Most of the games, you know, you could barely recognize as the actual sport they were trying to portray. It, it would take, I think, the Sega Genesis before the first time they actually had 11 football players on the field versus 11 football players. No other system could handle that many up until that point. Uh, for me, you know, I, yeah, I don't really – you could probably count on one hand how many sports games I bought brand new. Just thinking top of my head. I know there was a Madden – I think it was 2004, the only Madden game I purchased brand new from a store. Uh, there was a hockey game for the Sega Saturn, and the only reason I got it, I think it was like 19, or I was like, yeah, it was like either 20 or 30 bucks. And when I bought my Sega Saturn, that's all I had left. So I bought that game. I played it for about two weeks, and then I was like, I got to get something else. So I went and I mowed lawns, raked leaves, did whatever I could to gather enough money to buy. I can't remember. I think it was maybe Shining Force 3, and then I got Tomb Raider, and the rest is history there. Uh, oh, and NFL 2K uh, for the Nintendo 64. I remember I got that one. I love that game. Brett Favre, I believe, on the cover. Uh, beautiful game. And that was it, brand new. Now, you know, I had some other ones. I definitely had this soccer game for the NES. I think it was just called Soccer. Uh, I had a baseball game for the Game Gear. And again, I think it might have just been called Baseball. Those were great. I had Blades of Steel for the NES. And, you know, I I, I, ooh, I, I bought a rugby game uh, for the PS2. That's how I learned to play rugby when I was playing it in college. Uh yeah, they just recruited me, and I was out there messing around, and I was like, I don't understand a single thing that's going on. So I actually bought the rugby game and learned the rules uh, through the video game. Uh, other than that, you know, I've bought some games used for sure, most of which I just, you know, throw on my shelf. I think I got a bunch of the old Madden games uh, for, like, less, less than $3, and I'll probably never play them, but, you know, 
two, three bucks. Sure. I'll take the game in box complete. You know, I'll, I'll throw it on my shelf. I'll, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, and you know, I've rented my handful, you know, they're, they're great. I mean, you don't want to get too involved in something, you know, I'm more of a role playing guy, of course, but you know, if I go to like some, like my parents would drag me to people's houses and like, you know, they'd have some kid there I've never met, but he'd have video games. So I'd say, Oh, thank God. And then I look and see what he had, you know, and usually we try and play something that was two player, beat them up if they had it. I remember Golden Axe was a big one. If they had a Sega, I'd always look for Golden Axe or Streets of Rage. And yeah, they didn't have those, or we we play those, you know. And then we'd look, for, I'd, I'd look for sports games. It's like, you know, okay, that's easy, you know. We play, mess around, 15, 20 minutes, and then or whatever, and then you know we go on to our next thing. Great way to, you know, pass the time. Uh, you know, sports games do great in arcades. Uh, especially the Midway games. I mean, Midway, when you think, when I think sports games in arcade, I think Midway. Uh, they had NFL Blitz. They had NBA Jam, NBA Hang Time. They had a, a hockey one also. I don't remember off the top of my head. I didn't, I think I saw it once and I actually forgot I saw it and I was doing a little research for this podcast and I was like, you know what? Midway should have done a hockey game. And I looked it up and, you know, believe it or not, they did. So that would have been a good one. Uh, super simple games. I mean, most Midway games, I think you, three buttons, tops. I mean, NBA Blitz. I mean, NBA, NFL Blitz. Fantastic game. I think it's like seven on seven football. If I remember correctly, one, two, three, yeah, about seven on seven. I don't know. I think it's eight on eight. Seven on seven. Yeah. And I think you got a turbo button, a pass button. And I think that might be all the quarterback needs. And then on the other side, you got the turbo button. You got a stiff arm button, and I think you got a jump button, and that's and when you catch the ball, you're running, and when you're on defense, the buttons kind of change to tackle. I don't know if it's still jump and then turbo, and then we get to the you know NBA, NBA Jam, NBA Hang Time, virtually the same game. Uh, three buttons: you got turbo, you got shoot, and you got pass when you're on offense, and when you're on defense, you got steal the ball and you got jump, and then I think if you're pressing the turbo button and steal the ball. Uh, you actually shove the guy. NBA Hang Time, that release, this was probably, I would say, the first sport game like I really kind of got, I wouldn't say obsessed with, but I really got into. You know, I've had the ones for the Nintendo. I had football for the Nintendo. I think, you know, when Sega and Super Nintendo were coming in, like Nintendo games, they were just giving those things away. So like, I don't know, my dad would like suddenly appear with like an old Nintendo game. Here you go. I went and rented a movie and, you know, they had these for sale. This was like, you know, three or $5. So I played a, I had a bunch of those, you know, single games. But this NBA hang time um, for the N64, mind you, it, it came out in the arcade in 96 uh, for the 64 and 97 in North America. Uh, PlayStation in 97, SNES 96, Genesis 96, and Windows in 96. Uh, it was the first game that a buddy of mine like really got into. I mean, we played like through the entire... Se- we created our own characters, first of all. You can do that. That was the first time I've ever seen that before. Uh, he was a shorter guy that could, you know, you got, only got a certain amount of attributes to add to your your characters. And I believe like every so often they'd give you a couple extra... Uh, points to add to your character it's kind of standard in a lot of role-playing games it's standard in dungeons and dragons i'm playing that a little bit right now so every few levels you get extra attributes but you get a little extra a few extra attributes after so many games and my my buddy he would he was a shorter guy and he could shoot really well dunk really well i was the taller dude that could rebound and i'd kind of go down and i had i had better defensive stats uh funny thing with this is i think i've kind of talked about this on the show before where uh there were kind of th- 
three families in our neighborhood. I went Sega Saturn. My next door neighbor went PlayStation and our neighbor up the street went Nintendo 64. So he was the one that actually owned this game. And oh God, we were jerks. We used to make him like pack up his system and bring it to one of our houses so we could play it because we were, I don't know. Well, we go up there sometimes, but I often remember, I think because my next door neighbor had the bigger TV. So we'd make him bring his stuff to his house so we could play it on the bigger TV. Uh, but me and my my neighbor next door, oh man, we were into NBA hang time. Uh, we played this thing, I think, every day uh, for one for one summer. Uh, like it was released, looks like January nineteen ninety seven, and for the sixty four, my buddy probably owned it uh, right around then, or maybe a little bit after that. But we didn't fully get into it definitely until we were out of school and it was like every day for like two or three or four weeks man we were playing three four five you know games um basketball matches in you know a day or more and you know NBA midway games uh they're notorious for being simple they're notorious for kind of breaking the sport down like i said blitz was only i think seven on seven nba hang time nba jam that's two on two you know, two on two basketball, simple, simple controls really like fits perfectly in an arcade setting. You pump a quarter in, I believe like you'd play one quarter and if you were winning it let you play another quarter. If you were losing, I think you had to put more quarters in or maybe it was every half or it was something like that. And, you know, great way to, uh, you know, great, great fun game to play in an arcade. If you, you know, take you, I don't know, three, four minutes. So, you know, it lasts fairly long and, you know, a good, enjoyable time. And Midway, it has this like gimmick to it. And I think I've like been in arguments with friends about this. And I'm, I, I concluded that, you know, if you're winning by too much, the game will suddenly, suddenly your luck will start to kind of sh- run out or the luck will start to shift toward the other player. Like if you're winning by too many, uh, baskets all of a sudden your baskets are going to start missing or you're going to start losing the ball and your opponent's going to start you know coming up the game tries to like correct itself to try and make it a good close even game ah for better or for worse but you know for this summer like i said my neighbor and i we were on the same team and we ran through this game went through i think I don't know, two or three or four seasons playing as the same players. We got our attributes up so high. We were just unstoppable. We were the Chicago Bulls. I think this game like defaulted to the Chicago Bulls. Like if you, I, I, I just bought this game brand new, uh, not brand new, used from eBay. And right when I booted it up, bam, the first, it was, it was already preset on the Chicago Bulls. So either the guy before me had only played the Chicago Bulls or that's just how it was set. Uh, this game did come out during the season where Michael Jordan was kind of, I think he was playing baseball and he wasn't on the Chicago Bulls. So he's not a playable character. You know, the two starters are Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. But then you got Steve Kerr and Kukok as additional players you can play as. Uh, super fun game. Uh, mid, it came out for Midway. I mean, Midway had some great hits. They, they had the NBA series. They had the NFL Blitz series. They had Blitz the League and if you don't know this, they also had Mortal Kombat, which, oddly enough, we're actually playing in the Is It Worth It podcast right now. Hopefully, uh, this podcast and that podcast can uh, uh, meet up and come out at the same time. But Midway no longer exists, in case you, if you didn't know. I didn't know until I looked it up. I'm sure, you know, they probably got absorbed into somebody else, WB or somebody, but... 
I was like floored to find out that like Midway Games is no longer its own independent group. And I guess I guess it kind of makes sense because I mean NBA Jam and NBA Hangtime they're effectively the same game. I mean different teams, different people on the team, but it's so simplistic. You know, they didn't really add much. Like NF, uh, EA Sports with their Madden series, and I haven't played the baseball or basketball or anything else, but you know they are constantly evolving, making those games more and more realistic, adding, you know, options or controls to it to just make it more like you are in the game. If it's in the game, it's in the game. It's trying to make you as part of that game. Whereas the Midway games kind of went the opposite route where they just tried to make it kind of cartoony and simplistic. And I could see, I guess, why these games, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to buy one every year because effectively you're buying the same game, just different people but still unbelievable that it's it's gone uh nfl blitz i mean nfl blitz the league made it a little more of a role-playing game i believe there's two of those i played the first one i played the first one all the way through until like the super bowl the last game and then i don't know i ran out of money i ran out of attribute i ran out, I, something happened and i just was like oh, i'm tired of this but it was effectively a good game big role-playing element to it you had to like choose if you want to be a rookie or a veteran and then you you know had your season and all, it was, you know, very any given Sunday, if you've seen that movie, where it kind of shows you the darker side to the sport, where it's like you, you take steroids, you know, you're doing kind of some shady stuff to stay in the game. And, and you don't have to do that, I guess, but uh, definitely helps, the game, especially if you get injured or anything like that. And I think that's what happened to me, like toward the end, like my guy got injured and I was just like, I couldn't figure out how to like get him healthy enough to play in that final game. Or there was some or something weird, I don't know. Years ago, I wonder if I still have that memory card. Maybe I should pick that game up. It was for the PlayStation 2. My roommate had it. I got to rebuy that game. Did have a sequel. Anyways, I'm getting way off track. But, you know, we're kind of wrapping it up here. It's been uh, 13 and a half or so. But NBA Hangtime, you know, great game. A lot of great memories. Fun game to pick up, play with your buddies. It is four-player, so it'd be a great one if you had four people over. I really, I hope one day I can, when this COVID stuff's over... Uh, I think one of my first things I'm going to do is just start having parties and video game parties, backyard parties, just getting people over and hanging out because it's been so long and I need this. I need it. I need it. I need it. All right, everybody. Hey, well, that's me. Um, as always, keep it retro. Hi, this is Mark Cuban, owner of many sports teams, a judge on Shark Tank, entrepreneur and philanthropist. I am here to talk to you about a brand new product I invented. It is called Shitty Shitty Poop Poop. Have you ever wanted to take a dump on your enemy or a hated sport team? How about a rival political opponent? Well now you can. We have hundreds of pre-made decals you can peel and stick in your toilet bowl and then have at it. Pee on the Cowboys, poop on the Raiders. Shit on Trump or Biden. We also do custom designs. Have you ever wanted to take a dump on your boss or on your ex-wife? How about pee on your wife's titties? I love to pee on my wife's titties but she won't let me in real life, so now I pee on them 4-5 to five times a day. Whoa. Let me tell you, what a rush. So if you would like to try one out please call 1-800-555-SHIT or 1-800-555-POOP. We have operators standing by. Shitty shitty poop poop, get your revenge in private. Hey I'm back! 
Can't believe it. I forgot how I'm supposed to properly end this show. Hey, if you want to email me, go ahead and email me at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at jmilholland. Also on Facebook, be sure to listen to the Is It Worth It podcast. Me and Blaine are reviewing Mortal Kombat right now, and I think if everything works out according to my plan, this show and that show uh, should be coming out at the same time. All right, once again, everybody, keep it retro. Shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet. Back it out and fade away all net. Hang time. Crossover dribbles, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing. You get no mercy. Know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach. Two for the layup. Catch you on a rebound. Game over. Stay up. Yeah. What you gonna do when I come through? Bam. What you wanna yeah. do? Hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?